David, good evening. Hey, man. Hey, man. How are you doing? Hey, man. Yeah, you know, just pretty, like, you know, just sort of, you know, totally fine. Thanks for asking. How are you, man? Surfing on, you know, yeah, skating on down the Orange County just, just, highways. Just point break over here, man. <laughs> you went from, like, uh, California <clears throat> to, like, some sort of Bristol, like Stephen Merchant Did Bristol I? there. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's I can I can just flip between the accents like that because I'm an actor, you see. Yes, of course, by trade. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I've been in the bill. You've been in the bill. I told you I've been in the bill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Many times. Yeah. And I <laughs> just I, you. You filmed that. You filmed that bit at Cambridge Estate, Kingston, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. If anyone knows that area. Whew. Yeah. Well, I I live around the corner now, so there we go. Yeah, I know it's rough, isn't it? <laughs> so rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's cheap though it's cheap oh now 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 <laughs> this is getting a little bit close to the bone here <laughs> nothing's cheap these you? days how what how is you i'm good um yeah i haven't done any murdering or anything and uh good, i've had good. a salad for dinner good for you <laughs> I had, a, I had a salad for dinner as well so i'm just being trying to be a really good citizen you know Salad on a Friday night, that is very, very good. Had chicken in it. That's what I find weird oh, well, about that's... salads. They, they often have meat in them, don't they? Was it a Caesar? Well, it was just a sort of a thing, just a whatever was in the fridge. You know, we had, a, we had like a pizza flatbread thing, not a pizza, but a pi- you know those flatbreads, they're like a pizza, but not a pizza. They're like a pizza with no toppings. They're just the bread bit of the pizza, just like they look like a pizza, but they don't have pizza stuff on them, you know? I think I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of them and some salad. It's very nice. Mozzarella. You know, leafy leaves, tomato. Leafy mozzarella? Yeah, no. Uh, mozzarella. Sounds like it's gone off, mate. Uh, well, you know, shelf life of mozzarella. This cheese it has got leaves on it. <laughs> Throw it away, darling. It's gone off. You know mozzarella? Have you ever had mozzarella when it's on the turn? It sort of starts to taste a little bit like wine. <laughs> yeah, drink it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you, and some chunks of chicken in it. Was it a milky, a milky salad or just a normal salad? A milky salad. You don't do everything in milk, do you? No, no. Uh, fish only. And I believe that I am now backed up by some cooking professionals, some culinary experts on that. Yeah, so it was. It was um, take Saturday that back, daytime man. or morning time cookery show. And you know that's that, not his that, title. That but... begs the question: uh, Why are you watching? Saturday morning cookery shows. You know, you know, you've got a family. What what's wrong? Has something gone wrong? We all we all sat around and watched it together. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I've been watching lately. Actually, have you? Are you? Uh, have you shown any interest in the Marvel franchise? Have I? No. No, because I know you like all this sci-fi stuff. Oh, Star now Trek, that's yeah. a there's a bit of a confusion there with superhero <laughs> graphic novel style movies and sci-fi. Not really the same thing. Not not okay. Well, I'll tell you, I I was very much uh, like you. Hadn't watched it. Wasn't interested. Not my thing. Um, but I have been watching it of late. My my uh, my youngest uh, child. Yes, that's the word. Child is yes, um, that's acceptable. He got he started getting obsessed with Captain America because. Someone bought him a poster of all the Avengers. It was quite a cool poster. had all the characters on there. Right. And he said, can we watch? So he watched Captain America. 
And um, funny enough, it is the first film in the sort of timeline of the event, of all the Marvel films. So we watched that, and uh, I was like, it's all right, you know, it's, it's entertaining. It's not, I think it's slightly far-fetched. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, ever so um, much, yeah. So then we, I said, let's watch the next one. So we watched The Iron Man, and, mm-hmm. we, and, he, and then he lost interest in a bit. So now it's just me watching the Marvel <laughs> films You've taken on my the mantle. own. Is that, that, that yeah. Captain America one, is that the one where he starts out as a weedy little, weedy little short weedy man that no one likes yeah. and then suddenly he gets all bulky and everyone likes him yeah he gets an injection see that's something like that Lee i find Lionel slightly Messi troubling had. in a way yeah the old hormone injections mm. they're just the concept of 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 uh, someone being very unpopular because they're weedy and then suddenly becoming muscly and people start liking them is that not a bit odd for you uh, that's who are you talking about, me or Captain America? Captain America, I believe I have seen. Oh, that right, one, actually, and uh, yeah, it's uh, well, listen, it's body fascism. That's exactly what it, I'm it? getting at. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Marvel are body fascists, you know. Yes, so, Marvel are dirty. Yeah. But anyway, that's what I've been watching. Not all the time. Not not not. You know, I've had work and stuff to do, so that's interfered. Not binging, then. That's good. No, 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 no. Anyway. Yeah, uh, I believe we've got a podcast to do, so perhaps we should do that. Um, Better ad, better ad. Better ad, lad. Well, here's the news. Here's this week's headlines with me, Gal Gadot. And me, Diana Ross. French immigrant fails French test for permanent residency in Quebec. Rubbish Frenchman. <laughs> Stacy Solomon admits she still keeps son's foreskin in a box. Not okay at all. In it. <laughs> ah! Dog walker stunned by ripped squirrels, huge nuts. Gwyneth Paltrow makes candle that smells like Kim Kardashian's orgasm. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> Woman opens fire on Burger King employees over wait for drive through food. Opens fire? Literally what you think that is what happened. Oh, God. Uh, shocked as the shopper finds false teeth in pocket of new jacket. <laughs> new. 100% new. So you've got the American version... People shooting people because they're out to wait, and the yeah. British version, false teeth in Asda. Yeah, I mean that's that's a dirty protest in the UK. Uh, but if you're upset in America, you know, unholster and open fire. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they do make you wait, don't they? Oh, they do. They do. Um. So. Yes, dear. Would you like to go first, Dave? I would. Yeah, like I've got you a to good go new- first. You would like me to. I would like you? you to, yeah. Well, I've got a good news story, and this is from um, the uh, online publication Wales Online. As in the country? As in the country, yes. Right. Not the, uh, not the dolphin. <laughs> yes, okay. And the headline is, Cardiff man who mailed himself home from Australia in a box searches for the men who nailed him inside. Um... Yeah. Response. So, so, so he actually survived that journey. That he he under he actually undertook that journey. 
He undertook it, he survived it, and he's here to tell the tale. On a plane? Or a, I'm hoping well, a plane. Well, it seemed like the perfect plan at the time, at least it did, to cash-strapped Welsh teenager Brian Robson. <laughs> not the <laughs> No relation. Who, in a desperate bid to get back to Cardiff from Australia... Really? Why? <laughs> in Why? 1965. <laughs> yeah. He got two mates to nail him inside a wooden box and fly him overseas. Naturally, the crazy, the crazy scheme went awry, and the homesick 19-year-old was almost killed after being left upside down in the cramped crate on the tarmac of Sydney Airport for almost an entire day. In addition, the container was then diverted to Los Angeles, during which Brian almost froze to death in the unheated cargo hold of another plane. <laughs> I mean, that we're talking 10,000 metres above the Earth's surface in an unheated... Yeah. What did he think was going to happen? <laughs> and he was so, really desperate to get back. Correct to me if I'm wrong, but if you if you're in a crate and you get turned upside down, surely you just turn yourself upside down again, and then you're the right way up. Well, it depends how big the, the crate. crate is. Right. Once you've if it's small enough that once you've assumed position, then you can't move. Then no. There's another mistake. Get a crate that's appropriate yeah. for you to move in if you're going to be on the go for thirty hours or whatever. We're going to need a bigger crate. Might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there, as he recovered, this is in LA. As he recovered in hospital from his near four-day ordeal, he suddenly found FBI agents at the foot of his bed waiting to interview him, convinced he was either some sort of Cold War spy or had been kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love this. The FBI thinking, yeah, right. So we got this Welshman who's come over from Australia. <laughs> Definitely. That, that is a clear red flag for being a Cold War spy. What? Well, they couldn't understand him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this must be some dialect of Russian he's talking there. Yeah. What? Um, however, when Brian eventually did get back to Wales, he was treated like a local celebrity thanks to his wild tale. What, you escaped and the now, FBI? And now, 56 years later, he's on the hunt for t his two Irish mates who helped seal him in that box on that fateful day. After getting hold of a box, not much bigger than a tea chest... A tea chest?! Wait, I can't picture a tea chest. Describe a tea chest. Well, I'm thinking of something really small, but it's obviously big enough to get a human man in. <laughs> or a human, as they're uh, widely known. Often, yeah. Um, that, they're not big. Wow. Well, he must have been, like, completely unable to move. Now, I've, I've done some long hauls in my time, and I imagine you not have too. Not in a tea too. chest. But exactly, not in a tea chest. You know, my... You know, I, not not in a boasting way, Dave, but I'm 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 a I'm a tall gentleman, and in an you economy are, seat, you are. in an economy seat for for twenty hours ish, twenty plus hours of some of the long holes I've been on, extremely uncomfortable, often end up with yeah. bruises at the end of it. I can only imagine what he went through. If he, was... I, am, I imagine that with you're on a plane, your your knees are probably up by your ears, aren't they? Uh, almost, yes, almost. I can't yeah. watch the screen on the on the on the seat in front because it's your, occupied your by my legs. Your head is in your lap. Yeah, I'm essentially in the recovery yeah. position. Um, yeah. yeah, you're already in the crass position. People are going, "What's wrong with you?" You're like, <laughs> no, no, I'm, this is just me sitting down. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about do, me. Do you want do you want your meal? No, thank you. Just get me a straw. Mash it up, please. <laughs> I don't know why I've I've changed. Uh, local 
accent. Yeah. But uh, oh, I'd love to fly with you. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> they usually have to get me. I'll off be like, on a "What's stretcher. wrong with you? I'm fine." <laughs> yeah. Loads of room. Look. Well, your your feet don't touch the ground, do they? When you're sat on those chairs, so you're fine. Well, there's no need to be rude. There's no need to be rude. <laughs> um, so anyway, he got hold of this tea chest. Uh, with this side up stamped on it. Oh, so there was instructions. <laughs> <laughs> they took the effort to do um, that. He booked it, <clears throat> cash on delivery, as freight with one airline and got two friends from the railroad to help secrete him and his suitcase inside. Two friends um, from the railroad? That I mean, yeah, if anything sounds dodgy, it's that. I think that's where he worked. Um, he said, they couldn't believe... I was serious at first, but they did it. And deep down, I think they'd have come with me if they could, because neither of them were particularly happy out there. <laughs> oh, it's got very sad, isn't it, this story? Yeah, wow. It wasn't long, though, before Brian, who, this is what he packed, who also had a pillow, a torch, a Beatles songbook, and some food rations. Well, he's got realized good taste. He possi- he'd possibly made a fatal mistake. That's when he realised, at that moment. Fucking hell. Yeah, he said, I should have bought the Rolling Stones instead. <laughs> I did oh. think, this is uh, this is Brian now, I did think a few times that I was never getting out of there alive, he said, remembering the lengthy endurance testing detour which befell him. Nice sentence. Wow. I was, I was like... You've really talking to himself now. This is what happened. This is what made it, made him go mad. I mean, you, if there's only one thing you can do, there's no in-flight entertainment, is there? No. In a cargo box. Maybe this is. He means this is what he said to him at the time. Yeah. Uh, I was like, "You've really overstepped the mark this time, Brian." <laughs> I was nearly cracking up. I couldn't move because my muscles had seized. I couldn't breathe properly, and I kept slipping in and out of consciousness. Oh, it was horrific. It felt like the end for me. <laughs> Uh, back in Cardiff, Brian also struggled with finding himself the centre of attention. At first it was fun, but after a while I couldn't even go down the shop without people coming up to me. I even ditched my new job as a bus conductor because I got fed up with the passengers asking me if I was that bloke from Australia. Amazing. <laughs> like, no one in Wales goes to Australia. It's like, oh, he's the one. He's the one that went to Australia. <laughs> it's like, they're not fucking morons. I, I mean, did you tell me what year this was at the beginning? I can't remember. Yeah, it was in the 1965s. Now, yes, I imagine small town... Uh, Cardiff isn't a small town, I apologise. But uh, back then, you know, that was still the yeah. time of the £5 poms, wasn't it? I suppose. You know that phrase? Well, this was it. This was why he went. Yeah. I think it was the £10 poms when he went. Right. But that's why he went to Australia for a better life that was promised to him for £10. Mm. And it was crap. <laughs> So it he, depends. He wanted to, when he I wanted to come back to Wales. <laughs> now, when I when I went there in 2013 for a year, you know, a lot had changed. You know, it's a good 50 years. It was 20 that. pounds. It was 20 pounds. Yeah, and uh, you know, there are some places. You, I love, I love that country. I must preface what I'm about to say by my deep love and affection for Australia in many ways. Uh, but there's some places you go there, and it's just like, oh, this is this is. This is truly awful. Some out of the way places. So I guess if he got stuck some in some town in the middle of nowhere, some of them are rubbish, and they're yeah, so just far away. On the railroad, it's, it's not like being stuck in in Bognor or in I don't know. Name another crap in Hull, right? 
Very oh. different. As you might be 3,000. Know, so in some places in Australia, you're closer to Antarctica than you are the north coast of Australia. Like, it, it, it's so vast. If you're stuck in the wrong place, you are personally. Um, so You've sold it to me, I I'll have, be honest. You know, I have sympathy for, for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he was you can, having you a good can, time. You can, you're with you're him, very you? far away from having a good time, necessarily, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, eventually the spotlight faded and he settled down to a life in retail, as you, as you would. Mm. Um, but he's never forgotten about those two Irish friends in Oz... He says, I'm almost certain they were called Paul and John. He's thinking about that Beatles album again, isn't he? <laughs> yes. But that's all I remember because it was such a long time ago, he said, said Brian, who's penned a book. <laughs> oh, God. He's penned a book about these experiences called The Crate Escape. Oh, for God's sake. Right. But the middle section of this book... It's going to be him in and out of consciousness. What? Dreaming about being on a yellow submarine or something? Like, what? What? Yeah. Most of the... There's ten, there's ten chapters of just darkness. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, Joe. They can't remember well the people book, who bloody nailed him into the crate. What, what detail was he going to get out of that? It was a, a wind-up, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but listen, as well as his book, The Crate Escape, a film was also in the pipeline entitled This Side Up. Oh, the, 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 You'd watch that, wouldn't you? The punnage, yeah. I mean, I'd watch that over a Marvel movie, to be honest. Who, who, who's playing the lead? Bear in mind, he's a nineteen-year-old uh, Welsh guy in uh, Australia. I'd probably go for. Hmm. I don't know many nineteen-year-olds. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, famous ones. Oh. Uh... oh. What about what about the Spider-Man kid? Back to Marvel again now. I don't oh, know obsessed. who that is. I know, uh, you know, the, the one of the the sort of the hot young things of Hollywood is Timothy Chalamet. Uh, but I suppose the real question with this is, what young actor would you want to see suffer in this role? And I, I'd say he's not a young actor, but I'd say James Corden because I I find him frustrating and annoying. So he, there's no way you can pass for 90. I think it'd be hilarious if if he, you know, sort of slightly overweight James Corden had to squeeze into a box for a movie. <laughs> I'm making myself laugh thinking about it. So there we go. Well, yeah, sign him up. Yeah. But anyway, there you go. It's a, it's a bit of a long one. It's a, but, um, you know, you don't a lot, have, um, lot of detail to get through. You wouldn't have to spend a lot of money. You know, you wouldn't have to budget a lot for other members of the cast, would you? No. I suspect... Is what, there any... What, oh, I'll no, go. go I'll go. I'll suspect what Hollywood would do with that story is they would put they'd splice in a lot of dream sequences whilst he's in the crate of him and his his Cardiff love reuniting in a dream. Yeah, flashbacks. So you'd have flashbacks. you'd have Paul and John, the two guys hammering in him into the crate as like these these like conniving, untrustworthy Irish folk, you know, out yeah. in the middle of the desert. And then you'd have... Yeah, with bowl cuts and grey mohair suits. Yeah, exactly. Playing, playing skiffle. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and then you'd have his, his you know, his, his long-lost love back in Cardiff in dream sequences. And then James yeah. Corden. That, so the budget That would for be staff, the way to do it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Don't just do a start, middle and finish. Start with him in the box and then splice in how he, how he went to Australia. And, and that would break it up, wouldn't it? I mean, we should be making movies. We should movies, start penning honest. this script, I think. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just get Brian Robson to play him. Brian Robson. 
Yeah. Because um, his name is Brian Robson. Yes. A bit of an age discrepancy for both of them, really. In a way, the original uh, and the footballer Brian CGI. Robson. CGI. Like makeup. They, like they did in The Irishman. Yeah, could do that. Get Scorsese on it. I think he'd it, jump at He'd the... just have De Niro and Pesci, though, playing it. <laughs> they play the two Irishmen. Of course they would. Yeah, sorted. Uh, so now it's a sort of slightly gangster flick. Uh, maybe he's trafficking cash or drugs as well at the same time. Up his ass. Uh, <laughs> There's clearly sure. no room in the box, is there? <laughs> no, he's, I mean, he's got a suitcase in there with him as well, apparently, and a Beatles song. He's in a fucking teacher. So <laughs> uh, well, that was a brilliant Anyway, story. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Sorry, was... I took so much of your time with that. Was, I thought it was no, worth I've... it. Oh, I mean, this is apparently a football podcast, but I, but I think you know the, the percentage of football that we discuss diminishes uh, episode by episode. Well, it's about really. it was, his name was Brian Robson, so it's football related. Fine, fine, that's fine with me. Fine. <laughs> uh, well, that my news story, Dave, is is from Lad Bible, uh, which, yes. which is, I believe, a religious publication uh, specifically that's, for that's, that's, young that's... men between the ages of eighteen and thirty-five. Oh, that's how I interpret that. Just say thirties. Don't don't be. No need to be specific. All in our thirties, both in our thirties. Yeah. Um, and it, well, I first want to just catch you up on the infamous Yuri Tolochko, who we've spoken about a few times. But but I'm not actually. Get, that's not going to be the main story. Um, it, it's oh. actually about someone else with a sex doll, uh, who, oh. who I find interesting. Uh, not in that way. But Yuri Tolochko, he just to quickly catch up listeners who have um, somehow been living under a rock and not listened to the last few episodes around the back, meaning that you're completely out of sync with what's going on in the world. Yuri Tolochko uh, is a famous Kazakhstanian... Um, he's, well, he's not really an athlete. But he just, how <laughs> how would you he? describe him? I don't know. He, you stopped. Yeah. And then you were just... <laughs> well, I guess he's famous. He's kind of an influencer in a way because he's famous for having married a sex doll before he divorced her. Um, he then found a new sort of custom sex doll partner that's sort of like part chicken, <laughs> part human. Mm. With a, with you a, couldn't get through that, could you? Uh, with a deep navel that he can impregnate with his uh, manhood as well as a vagina and a penis. I believe. Um, well, I think he he uses he uses it as a vagina with his penis. Oh, that makes total sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, come on, Joe. <laughs> don't you know? So uh, the, I'm not into. I can't remember, but this new chicken lady doll, this large chicken woman, is called either Luna or Lola. But get this, Dave. Right, he's actually yeah. found a new. Um, he's created a menage a trois with a new sex doll to go alongside his giant Player. chicken. I know. Uh, so he's created a thruple, as as some people call it. Um, so logistics are difficult, of course. When you, um, one human is having a, a, a threesome with two fake humans who are inanimate. Um, it's a lot of heavy lifting, I imagine. Yeah. So, so right, right, right. Yeah, heavy lifting for someone with muscles of his type. I'm sure he's fine. So he says, so me and Luna, this is a quote from Yuri. He says, so me and Luna get along great. So Luna is the large chicken hybrid woman chicken um, that we've all dreamed about. Me and Luna get along great. Lola also fell in love with Luna. 
So he's saying that his two inanimate sex dolls have fallen in love with one another. I give each of That's them... convenient for him, isn't it? It Very, yeah. It's odd, that. Uh, what does that tell you? I give each of them a separate time, but the three of us together are also having fun, he says. Hey, I bet. So that's where Yuri Tolochko is now. He he ha- now is in a menage a trois with two sex dolls. Let's hope there's no issues with jealousy there. Um, and let's hope that that <laughs> all ends well, as I'm sure it will. You know, he has a track record of being in committed relationships. So, Well, I'm sure it will end. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I expect it will. As does everything in the universe, Dave. You know, the inevitable heat death of, of everything that we have ever observed in the universe that's reliant on on a heat source before the next Big Bang. Cheery. (laughs) My main story then is on a similar vein, and the headline is, once again, the source is UniLad, the religious publication for university-age lads, is as follows. Man engaged to sex doll happily announces arrival of new family member. (gasps) Haven't had a baby. Ooh. A man has introduced his new sex doll. No, girl. I mean they haven't had a baby. They haven't had a baby, <laughs> biologically. No, biologically no. speaking, uh, a man has introduced his new sex doll girlfriend to his family, and the pair are now happily engaged. Although we're not sure how she feels, and they even have a baby doll together. Dave. Wow. A proper family. David, Dave, Hannafin, Hannafin. They have a baby doll together. These two, uh, these two star-crossed lovers. Don't don't bring me into it. <laughs> or me, or you. Uh, his name is Xie Tianrong. All right. So he he's he's a Hong Kongese. His name is Xie Tianrong, thirty-six years old. He lives with his parents, and now his silicon girlfriend, a life-size doll manufactured in China, has also moved into his parents' house. And they've had a baby doll together in the parental wow. home. Was it the the normal um, nine month gestation, or was it uh, is it quicker because it's just plastic? I believe they had to have a cesarean uh, section operation in a factory where they produce baby dolls. It was remarkable. Yeah, yeah. to put the baby in. Yes, and then go. Oh, well, there's a baby there. Yeah, they they what a surprise. created a mold, you know, filled it full of molten plastic, and then cesarean section cut it out of the vacuum uh forming mold amazing he's living with his parents right he's living with his parents with his uh young family of a uh sex doll and a a baby doll first of all he he moves in he moves i imagine moves back in with his parents and says i think you're imagining too much i think he probably never way Uh, oh, but yeah, he never moved out. <laughs> um, I'm moving in my partner. They're like, oh, brilliant. Who is it? Here she is. Right. That's uh, okay. Yeah, fine. A few minutes later. Not a few minutes. Mum, Dad. Long, oh, we're having a baby. She's pregnant. Oh, yeah. Nice one, dickhead. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be proud of that son, are you? He doesn't make it easy for them, does he? Let's be honest. Give that was a very polite way of saying it, Joe. <laughs> Uh, so after making an online order... Imagine his dad out with his mates. How's, how's uh, little... What's his name? His name is Xie. How's little Xie doing? Don't worry about it. What? How's... Uh, what about the football? 
Oh, I just don't want to talk about it, does he? <laughs> Embarrassed. <laughs> Embarrassed. Oh. So after making an online order and receiving the doll in October 2019, even though this is an up-to-date story, Sierra devoted all of his attention to the sex toy, which he fondly called Moki. Moki. You know how you spell a mocha for a chocolate coffee? Yes, I do. It's Instead of the A, it's an I. Moki. Moki. So, mucky, that's what it is. You know, it is a bit mucky, yeah. But, well, hold that thought. It actually isn't as mucky as you might think. So, Xie, who is from Hong Kong, said he found that he was attracted to realistic dolls 10 years ago when he walked past a store in Causeway Bay, Hong Kong's energetic retail heart. Now, I can tell you from having walked around Hong, uh, Causeway Bay, I don't know a shop where there are lifestyle, life-size sex dolls in the window. So perhaps it was just a, oh, like there, a mannequin. There is if you look. You can find them. You well, can still find them. Well, they say that about rats, don't they? Same thing. <laughs> he said a doll cost... Sex rats. Sex rats. Never, never tried it? Never thought about it? I never would. He said, <laughs> moving on, a doll cost 80,000 yuan at that time, so I had to dispel my thoughts as I could not afford her. But in 2019, I found a silicon doll on the internet that was on sale and cost about 10,000 yuan, so I ordered it. So for a bit of context... It was used. <laughs> so for a bit of context, 80,000 yuan would be about 8,000 pounds and 10,000 yuan would be about 1,000 pounds. This is still a, still a it, chunk yeah. of money there. CS said I mean, he was... She had, a bit, she had a bit of mileage, a bit of, uh, bit of, bit of uh, exterior damage, but uh, you can't sniff at that price, can you? You're saying she was maybe a bit of a... Village bicycle before uh, Sierre got his hands on her. Just saying she might have been second-hand. Yeah, yeah. And it's the last thing I'd want second-hand. Not that I would want one at all, to be fair. Just to clarify. Diesel or petrol? <laughs> I don't understand either analogy. Um, Sierre <laughs> said, <laughs> said that he was engaged to Moki earlier this month in was a ceremony. It? In a ceremony attended by friends and family. So they're obviously on board somewhat. And... Again, embarrassed, just going along with it. Yeah, yeah, politely. Uh, yeah, it's very polite. Uh, now, this goes back to when you said mucky as opposed to mocky earlier, Dave. He added, Sierra added that he had never violated mucky and doesn't even try to kiss her as he is afraid the saliva's acidity might damage the doll's sensitive skin. What a thoughtful guy. What a thoughtful man. That is... Yeah, I've changed my opinion of him. I like him. Yeah, I mean, he's, so it's it's gone from being really weird to totally normal behaviour, hasn't it? Really, in, in a sentence. Well, I didn't say totally normal. <laughs> I mean, get ahead of ourselves. Uh, every night, Moki sits on a chair by his bed while he sleeps, and he bathes. Masturbating at her. <laughs> uh, no, wait a minute. No, don't don't get confused. Moki sits on a chair by his bed. So Mo oh, I beg pardon. He yeah. he poses her on a chair by his bed every night. And, and I bet he does. Yeah, uh, and he bathes her with a damp cloth before applying talcum powder. <laughs> oh, he is very he's very very thoughtful, isn't he? Oh, uh, we talked about movies earlier. Have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? Talcum powder. What is this? Is this the eighties or something? <laughs> Have you seen Silence of the Lambs? It's just this. Yeah. This is yeah. Very, no, this is not okay. Sierra went on. There's more from him. He says, I respect Moki and I only want her as a companion. I have had human girlfriends before, whatever, 
But I'm only attracted to dolls Player. now. <laughs> I'm only attracted to dolls now. I have never had sex with her, he says. Fair enough. I believe him. I believe him. Uh, the article concludes by saying the doll fanatic claimed real girlfriends always ask him for something. Funny that, isn't it? But Moki demands nothing from him, so she is easier to date. Oh, that's sad, isn't it? That's sad. <laughs> well, I can see his argument slightly. I mean, she's not needy, is she? No, you know, needy of you know. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying girlfriends are. I mean, I'm not, I haven't got a girlfriend, but uh, I hope not. You're not like. No, I haven't got. You know, no, I've got a wife. I promote. I promoted my girlfriend. <laughs> Right, uh, to, internal yeah. promotion. Did you did you put the job yeah. advert out to external applicants as well, or uh, no? It's all it's all in house. <laughs> yeah, that you know and, when uh, the, the interview process was pretty lengthy. I'll be honest with you. I bet. Yeah, a number of dinners. Yeah, it, and it was touch holidays. and go. Yeah, <laughs> I think when I you know when I'm in a position to do the same, I I, I will also keep it in house. I think that's good advice. Yeah, keep it indoors, mate. Please. <laughs> Yeah. I've heard about you. Uh, hold on a minute. Um, well, that's my news there. Um, it was lovely. Sex doll. It was awful. Uh, Hong Kong at home uh, sex doll and doll child, which is very creepy. So there we go. Yes. Um, can I just interrupt this podcast, Joe, please? Is this uh, a, an important a, bulletin um, announcement? Congratulations to... Uh, congratulate. I'm very excited. Go ahead. This is a congratulations to uh, the French footballer Antoine Griezmann. Oh, yes, I've heard of him. Have I pronounced the H did that right? Is it not Griezmann? Sure. <laughs> call, let's call him Anton. Okay, Anton, which isn't his let's name. Let's call him Ant. Ante. Let's call him Ant. Yeah, yeah. Andy, why yeah. not? He's had his third baby. Oh, wow. His third baby this week, the 8th of April. 2021. Wait, the third of the week, you mean? No, not the third of the week. No, that's... <laughs> that's to, unless, she, unless she's a, a rubber like, uh, yeah. like Shen Shen from Hong Kong. This she could do. Um, anyway, no, yeah, he's had his third baby. Congratulations. Uh, boy or girl. Could be either. <laughs> Doesn't say. <laughs> Did some good I investigative didn't journalism. Didn't write that bit down. Yeah. But listen, listen to this, right? This, his, so his third baby is born on, on the 8th of April. This Just this week. Okay. He's, he's got two other children, uh, because that was his third. So Smart. Just, just by math, so you can, you can tell. You've done away. the math. He's got, already got two. Right. His other kids were born in 2016 and 2019 mm-hmm. on the 8th of April. Uh, so every year on the 8th of April, he's going to have to wish happy birthday to three of his own children. Is that is that weird? Is that all three of your children have the same birthday? <laughs> now, either that is weird. There's that's just complete fluke and weird, or there's some serious planning <laughs> gone into that to make it so. Uh, well, you know, you you can you can speak from experience on this. I cannot, but can one realistically plan? to that effect no surely not I think you there's can so plan, many variables you can plan for the month within the month unless you're unless you're uh, you know you're you're getting the the baby you ch- unless you can pick a date is what I'm saying does does money allow you to pick a day 
what are you suggesting that he's he's done well, some I'm nefarious just it just science? Seems too, is it too much of a coincidence? I mean, no, two, you no, go. It's that's not. weird. That's really that's fucking weird. Three, I'm getting a bit suspicious. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, this is a good example of the kind of thing that has come up on our podcast before and, and makes people go crazy with theories that, that are utterly nonsense. But Well, let's uh, let them go crazy. Do you remember years ago that was that thing about David and Victoria Beckham, wasn't it, choosing the sex of their baby or something like that? Right, yeah. I don't know if they did. With, uh, like, so. um, chromosome adjustment yeah. of the fetus yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So what's to, who's to say? You know, money exchanging hands... What date? Uh, what date do you fancy, mate? Pick a date. Bring her in. I mean, if it's not a nat, I'm saying if it's not a nat- natural labour, that sort of dictates itself. Pop it out. If it's not a natural labour. Well, if it's the third know. third baby, maybe it was the uh, the old uh, with emphasis on the old cesarean. You know. Yeah, like, yeah. I hear. I hear you. I hear you. Mm. Mm. Now, the, 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 I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but it's slightly related famous and wealthy people this is another thing that we've we've come across and we've studied for want of a better word on, mm. on round the back o- over, over many years is that famous and wealthy people are fucking insane and they do things really really crazily and they often get involved in circles that laymen like us can only try our best to understand but uh yeah. I don't know if you've heard the yeah, story about Hollywood actor Army Hammer. Um, I've heard of the person, and that, I haven't heard of the scandal. And that he, he is in fact a cannibal and engages in uh, trying to purchase uh, human remains to feast upon, to keep him young. Where, where would you purchase those from? Again, the kind of circles that these famous and wealthy people, uh, you know... The dark web. The well, possibly, quite possibly, quite possibly. I keep hearing about the dark web. Yeah, the dark Sounds web. I love the way it's. Let's put, we're going really just just freelance, free form. Here. Freelance. <laughs> free yeah, we're form. just doing it. We're just turning other podcasts now. I'll send you an invoice. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, the dark web is like pitched in a way by all the newspapers as if, as if it's something to be afraid of. But I don't think it is. It's just people selling weed. I mean, that's. <laughs> Yeah, paedophiles. I mean, they, yeah, but uh, you find them everywhere, won't you? Dark it's web paedophiles or not? Dark buying web. weed, isn't it? That's what it is essentially. <laughs> Are you working for a red top? <laughs> yeah. So Griezmann, that's creepy. Um, and they killed Diana. Uh, oh, oh, I'm the <laughs> two to twin towers. Um, yeah, two twin towers. <laughs> no, surely there was only one. <laughs> was oh no, four towers in total. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but there were two <laughs> sets anyway, of twins. Listen. They weren't quadruplets. There was two sets of twins that were different. So, right. I see. No. Um, but anyway, Griezmann. congratulations to um, to Anthony uh, to Anthony Greasy Man. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it's his third child. It's, congratulations. All I'm saying is, three on the same day. It's a bit sus. It's a bit sus, and it's the magic number, isn't it? Wow, what a story. But congratulations to him. And congratulations well from me. And congratulations from you. Likewise. <laughs> Not in my day. Hey, would you like to... <laughs> well, en- well bookended. 
<laughs> hey, Dave. Dave. Hannafin, Hannafin. Would you like to hear uh, something that wouldn't didn't happen in my day? It wouldn't have, but it has. Yes, please. Because I'm still yes, alive. Uh, well, you. it was one of your headlines, and I was fist bumping that, that, uh, that you've obviously aware Is of this story. Is that what you were doing? I couldn't, because I could only see the part of you. So it, look, it did look a bit, I don't want to say really, but it, it didn't look like a fist bump. Um, pump is uh, it looked like a pump yeah, yeah it looked like a pump <laughs> so it's the story that Gwyneth Paltrow has made a candle uh specifically for the newly billionaire Kim Kardashian that's called yes. this smells like Kim's orgasm uh okay yeah so Gwyneth Paltrow makes a candle that smells like Kim Kardashian's orgasm. I didn't realise that an orgasm is something that actually had, uh, that created a smell. I don't think it does. Well, I think it's nonsense. Unless she's um, unless she's a squirter. Uh, <laughs> that is all absolutely horrendous. Mm, I'm so sorry I said that. Thanks for contributing that. That is awful. I might go. I might leave now. <laughs> so, I don't think I can get any lower. I think, um, from what I understand, that's just pee. Have you ever have you ever looked into this? Well, well, it would smell then, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, which is not the kind of smell that I would want around at that moment. Uh, you know, in the throes of orgasm. No. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, you stink of piss, you dirty cat. Get out of here. Not only do you stink of it, you're bloody covered in it. Yeah, and I'm, now I'm covered in it. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, pillow talk with Dave and Joe. Um, so, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is back at it again, this time with a candle that smells like Kim Kardashian's orgasm. Yes, not content. Which is piss, apparently. Yes, not content with producing uh, candles that smell like her vagina. She has now made a bespoke candle specifically to send to Kim Kardashian, along with a whole load of other stuff, including a vibrator and some lubricant. So, you know... What's, what's the matter with her? She's clearly going, well, you're single now from... from um, What's his name again? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Kanye West. Kanye. Yeah, you're divorcing. So you, you need a candle that smells like your own orgasm, uh, a vibrator and some lube, clearly. No, but I mean, I mean, what's the matter with Gwyneth? A lot, what's I think. What's happened to her? I think a lot. Um, so it's, it's basically, it's a one-off that was sent directly to Kim Kardashian from Gwyneth Paltrow and is a cut from the same cloth, that the, the line of, 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 of candles uh, that she's brought out that's uh, <clears throat> similar to This Smells Like My Vagina. Um, <laughs> so it came in a box. It arrived at Kim Kardashian's residence, wherever that was, with uh, that was called Kim's Bag of Tricks. And uh, she, yeah. she, Kim Kardashian posted a picture of her on Instagram saying, I've never been more excited, honestly. Even well, from Kanye. Well, what about when you made the candle? Yeah. Um, I've never been more excited, honestly, for the candle. Thank you, Gwyneth. I love you. Thanks, Goop. Goop. Goop? Is that what it's called? Which is clearly a... Well, Goop, are they... Are they um... Oh, yeah, Goop produced the products. Yeah, yeah. Um... Wow. Maybe they should make an ejaculate candle. <laughs> this smells like my... Ejaculate. Uh, I mean, that's just the, the posh way to say it. I, I stopped myself short of saying it the informal way because it made me feel slightly sick. My uh, man milk. 
Yeah, I, or a euphemistic way to say it like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh. My my baby gravy. <laughs> <clears throat> Any more? Um, Any more? Go on. Todger splodge. Todger splodge. That's quite. That's a com- comical one. That one. And the others aren't. <laughs> no, no, the others are deadly serious, of course, <laughs> you, and sexy. You use them, do you, in, in, in <laughs> during? <laughs> no, after. Hey, love, do you want some of me man milk? No. Let me just get you a cloth, darling, for my... <laughs> no, oh, oh, please, come on, uh, what kind of podcast is this? So if, if, if you'd be Hell. interested, if you'd be interested, Dave, in, in uh, purchasing one of this new range of candles, you'll, of course, only get a generic one that is, yeah. that's titled This Smells Like My Orgasm rather than Kim's Orgasm. I wouldn't know what that smelled like. Uh, in a way, I'm glad. Uh, so you'll also have to join a queue, uh, a waiting list, because they're all sold out. Um, so the, of course they And are. the original This Smells Like My Vagina candle is all sold out as well. Um so, but but apparently you can get hold of the "This Smells Like My Prenup" candle today, uh, should you desire. So they've got another one called "This Smells Like My Prenup" as well. I'll be honest with you, Joe. I'll level with you. I think I'm good for candles, so uh, I'm going to leave it. Well, you know, you could just. Um, I've always been a fan of the IKEA ones. Always, always, um, you know, fill up with candles. For you know, just the nice candles you have around your house. When I'm in the IKEA, I think they're quite good quality. So I don't see why I. But they're not vagina candles. Should are they? well, this is it. I don't see why I should order one that smells like someone's um, man milk or a todger no. splodge from Gwyneth yes. Paltrow, in a way. Um, so I think. I mean, were we the dragon's den? I think it's safe to say, I'm out. I'm out, or it'd be it'd be in room one hundred and one. I think for me. Oh, well, that's that's clever. Any yeah, sort of good. crotch related uh, scents. Scent. Yes. yes. <laughs> Doesn't make sense to me. So no. Yeah. So that 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 wouldn't. I don't think have happened. In, that's a good episode title. In... Crotch related scent. Right. Make a note of that. Will <laughs> I am. I'm writing it down now. Crotch related. Well, that, you're right. Um, was that a not in my day? That was absolutely a not in my day. No. Not in my day. It works, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, well, get ready on those jingles, Joe. We're jingle heavy tonight because um, I've got um, a follow-up, actually, to... Um, oh, where are they now? Oh, where are they now? <sighs> now... Last Was it last time or the time before? I can't remember. doesn't matter. Um, I reported that Paul Gascoigne had gone into the Italian version of I'm a Celebrity. Oh, yes. And they were being sent off to Honduras or something, weren't they? That's right. And I know how much you love your celebrity news, Joe. So I've got a follow-up to that because stuff's been happening. Stuff. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, to Paul Gascoigne. Oh, God. What has been happening to Paul Gascoigne? Usually when you say stuff's been happening to Paul Gascoigne, bad things come into mind so i'm keeping my fingers crossed yeah well paul gascoigne has reportedly reportedly been rushed to hospital after injuring himself on the italian version of i'm a celebrity oh god what did he do the rangers legend was filmed taking part in a challenge for the show when he appeared to hurt himself 
not hurt himself, like just not, hurt himself. Not intentionally, right? Not harm himself. I mean, yeah, he did harm himself, but he he didn't he didn't he was he didn't self harm. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Clarity. He didn't self hurt. Yeah. Gaza could then be seen holding his shoulder and grimacing in pain before being led to a waiting medical team off camera. Later on in the show, Joe, get excited. Right. It was revealed that the ex-footballing star was not seriously hurt, but had been taken to, osp- ho- to hospital. Hospital? <laughs> What's right? You? Come on. <laughs> taken to hospital for an x-ray and a checkup. So the two go in hand in hand generally. Well, a shoulder... It's good that they were thorough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And just take him to hospital and then go, you look fine. Fuck off. Yeah. They just give an x-ray and they go, right, see you later. He goes, don't get any rolls. No, no, don't worry about it. See you later. <laughs> well, I don't know what's wrong. Wait. Well, on, the, on um, this piece of paper, ha- it just says x-ray. It doesn't say talk to you about it. So. No, exactly. See you later. We've done the x-ray. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was told it's to do. None of your business, mate. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the NHS, is it? Nah, no, nah, nah. Um, Joe, I can reveal, he has now returned to the show. What a relief. Oh. Thank God. Yes. He burst into tears as he was reunited with campmates. I mean, that's not new for him. He would, he'll cry at the drop of a hat, Gazza, won't he? <laughs> well, as, as uh, you know, fans of Euro 96 will remember. No, World Cup 90. That's right. Italia 90. Italia yeah. 90. Uh, not in your day. No, it wasn't. The England legend One year has, been allowed, has been allowed back on the show wearing a shoulder brace with the strict safety guidelines. Gaza wiped away tears as he was met with back slaps, cheers, and kisses from the other islanders. Cheers, Mia. Including one including one from former air hostess Daniela Martani, who he has grown close to. Ooh, a blossoming mm. romance on the TV show, Joe, methinks. Well, I mean we should have yeah. to try and tune into some of it. So what what did he actually do then? What happened to him? He dislocated his shoulder. How? Fell. <laughs> I mean, the elderly are prone to falls, aren't they? They are, yeah. Um, oh, here it says here, he was injured during a trial to win meatballs and spaghetti. <laughs> That's the most Italian thing ever. Yeah, so not at all stereotypical, you know. I'm trying just, to get away from that. I, lo- I love that. I love that. That You know, on the uh, not that I watch them, but the... the um, you know, the UK versions of these things. It's like, yeah, just win some food. But there, it's like, win some meatballs and spaghetti. Brilliant. Yeah. Maybe in some crisps. And all the Italian celebs are like, oh, we're sick of this. We have it every day. <laughs> At home. Yeah. Um, Mama yeah, makes he had it. to be sedated and given oxygen before his shoulder was popped back into place. Ouch. Oof. Yeah. Wow. I've never, I have never dislocated a uh, limb. Or anything? Digit? Have you? Uh, not like a hundred percent, but I've definitely done some weird stuff. I've I've double jointed shoulder, and I can sort of half pull it out of its socket. Um, whenever Ooh, I whenever I want. Yucky. I'll uh, next time I see you in person when we do a podcast together soonish. I'll uh, I'll yeah. get you to put your your finger on my shoulder, and I'll show you. It's really odd. I can't wait for that. Yeah, I know you're very unsqueamish about such things. I don't like. I heard a story once. It was a rugby injury, and um, apparently, I don't know if this is a. It is, this may be just like an an old wives' tale because it, it was um, an told an to you old by an wife old wife. That told it to me. <laughs> yeah, I saw that she coming. Was, she was massively into rugby, though. Right. And um, she said that in a, a match, a player dislocated his 
I guess his like thigh from his like groin area or something. What like pop the pop the the that top bone out of the hip? Yeah, out of the hip. <laughs> oh, and on the pitch, they decided to deal with it quickly, pop it back in. But they popped it back in, and one of his testicles got caught as they did it. No. <laughs> no. How long so is his to, ball bag? Why is that? That's to, an external thing. To, Why um, is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What? I mean, if you'd you would you get get the get the balls out of the way. That's like but, um, that's like yeah, putting a wheel back, back on a car and getting the door stuck in it. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so and he was obviously screaming in pain, and they were like, "Well, don't think we've done it right, lads." <laughs> um, so they had to they had to unpop it and pop it in again. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. Another time, I heard that someone um, ruptured their ball bag. And um, the the testicle unravelled. What what do you mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> it's a ball. The testicle is made up of material that's like rolled up, and um, it just un- the, the testicle just unravelled. I'm not sure about that one. I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, silence doesn't make a good podcast. I'm aware of that, <laughs> but I just well, we don't have to dwell on I it. I have it's nothing not to add to that. That's just just blown my little. <laughs> No, I can't get yeah, over the, the the ball bag getting stuck in the hip joint thing though. Because well, at least it didn't unravel. Did it? Did it? No, well, yeah, whatever. I'll stop there. <laughs> That's awful. Gaza was it? What? what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was um. What was that under? Did Gaza catch oh, his nipple in it when they popped it back in or something? What the. F- <laughs> That's your Where Are They Now? Gaza testicle news. And that's where they are now. This is the problem with doing these on a Friday, Joe, is that we're both having a little little swift half. Mm. And and it's, it's, it's nonsense. Utter nonsense. It's nonsense. Uh... Absolutely. Let's bring it back to reality. Feed me with something sensible now. Entirely sensible. Here it comes. Of the week. It's been a while since we've heard that one, hasn't it, Dave? Yeah, everyone's been good. It, there's been a lot of good behaviour recently. That's uh, that you know. That's uh, what what do, what do teams get at the end of the year when they get the least uh, yellow and red cards? Uh, curry? Do they get go go for a curry? Go for a curry. <laughs> there's some sort of, or at least they used to be like a fair play. Oh, it's a hat. They get a hat. They get a hat. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to give one of them to football in general from around the back uh, until oh, now. A curry hat. Until now, uh, because this week's bastard of the week is the Romanian Referees Committee. I don't know if you're aware Ooh. why I've chosen them for the Bastard of the Week this week. Interesting. No, please. Pray tell. So uh, I don't know if you, you watched the Champions League this week. I watched as much of it as I could. In fact, I didn't watch this game that I'm going to reference now. I watched. I chose to watch the PSG versus Bayern game on the Wednesday night, and I watched the Real Madrid Liverpool game on the Tuesday night. And this uh, story is relating to the Borussia Dortmund versus Man City game on Wednesday night, uh, yes. in which Man City, I believe, uh, stole a late victory two one. 
they did. Young Philip Foden. Of absolute quality he is. Um, but one of the other young starlets, Erling Haaland, uh, caught some headlines. Not oh, yeah. not through anything that Erling he did. Brut Haaland, Erling Brut Haaland. Erling Brut Haaland. Not through anything he did personally, but uh, an assistant referee stopped him in the tunnel at the end of the game after 90 minutes. Whistle had gone. Game was yes. over. Stopped him in the tunnel and asked for his autograph. Of course, he he obliged. I imagine the assistant referee explained what the autograph was for, which we'll come to later. Uh, and he obliged and gave him an artic- uh, autograph, signed it. Uh, he has actually been suspended, that assistant referee. Mm, okay. We're going, mm, because we know what's coming, because I have heard his story. Right, yeah. But- Okay, so let's just say he's just done... All we know is he asked for an autograph. He asked for an autograph in the tunnel after the game was over. So Romanian assistant referee Octavian Sovra. It's a brilliant name, Octavian, you know. Roman yeah. emperor Octavian. Great name. Legendary. I think his... No, his name was Caesar, I think of I. Oh, yeah, there's only one of them, wasn't there? Roman assistant... <laughs> Romanian assistant referee Octavian Sovra was caught on camera approaching Erlen Haaland for his autograph for a charity auction. There was a lot of criticism of the official's actions for some stupid reason, despite him asking in the tunnel after the game had finished uh, and what he probably thought was a place where there were no cameras, which was... I think that's the key, isn't it, as well? After the game had finished. Right. So there was no conflict of interest there. And assuming that that same group of uh, referees wouldn't be refereeing the next game, that wouldn't happen, would it? I mean, it doesn't normally as far as I'm aware. The next leg. So yeah. you move them on and there's no exchange of anything that could be called a bribe in any sort of court of law. So, you know. Um, so Sovra yeah. has now been suspended by the Romanian Referees Committee, who's this week's Bastard of the Week, and he won't be officiating any games in this weekend's round of fixtures. As well as, I mean, that means uh, domestic Romanian for fixtures or wherever, wherever he's, he is um, officiating. Uh, as well as his domestic suspension, UEFA referees chief uh, UEFA referees chief sorry Roberto Rosetti has criticised the behaviour of the official Octavian Sovre. In an email to officials, which was seen by Sky Sports, uh, the UEFA referees chief Roberto Rosetti wrote this. I believe he speaks very similar to someone who we have on the podcast regularly, actually. Uh, David Batty yeah 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 yeah. Uh, but the Italian version yeah right so you are responsible for your behaviour and that of your teammates as a win on the UEFA mission UEFA has strived to get you to respect it as much as the players and you have helped with that by looking the part athletic commanding respectful and professional if you want to be respected as much as the players, why would you ask their autograph on their shirt? Do they ask you the same? This is simply unacceptable. <laughs> no. This is, <laughs> this is a matter of dignity. And don't forget about the number of TV cameras that you have for matches. They catch everything. So are you saying that... You it does know, remind me of so. I can't... I can't think of it. it doesn't matter, but um, yeah. I don't really know what you mean. Uh, so it, it's uh, it's odd. He's saying that you know you want the players to respect you for being athletic, commanding, and respectful and professional. And there's some sort of inclination that he's suggesting here that if an official asks for an autograph from an extremely famous footballer such as Harland. It undermines the authority of the officials. But the, the, the key thing here 
is that uh, this official is seen discussing the autograph, and oh. it's it's he's trying to raise funds for an autism charity. Right. It seems to me like they've come out on the traps a bit too soon, and they think you think they would have gone to him and said, "Why did you do that?" And then he can go, "Let me explain." And then they've gone, "Ah, oh, right, okay." Only it looked a bit unprofessional on the camera, but now we know that we'll explain why you did it to the yeah. press. Yeah. But no, they've just gone straight out. Don't even want to know. Right. Not even going to ask. Not even going to speak to him. Straight in there. What a wanker. It's like no, he's not a wanker. Doth, he's charitable. It's it's sort of like doth protest too much. You know, like the lady doth protest too much. What I think they should be more worried about is the. Massive and and you know corporate corruption at the top of UEFA and FIFA that that seems to now be just being swept under the rug. Millions and potentially billions of pounds or euros or whatever currency being uh, embezzled by these insane Nazis that run the world of football, and they're worried about such and such little official here who's trying to raise yeah, money for autistic that, children. This fella. This fella got the Dortmund striker to sign a bit of paper. Yeah, that he's going to make money for charities with. What the? What? Get your priorities so in order, says. FIFA. It's absolutely disgusting. And they decide to suspend this poor man who, let's be honest, he's coming from Romania here. He probably doesn't earn the same amount of money as a Premier League referee or a Serie A or a Liga 1 referee. He's probably not earning anything. And this was his massive break. And he's like, oh my God, Erling Braut Haaland, the world's best young player, arguably... I could uh, I could raise so much money for these young autistic kids here. Yeah, he's used that moment to help others. Right. Who doesn't do that? And yet these FIFA guys, they use their moments to help themselves with millions and millions and millions of pounds. And so they're coming they down hard that, on him. Now that they know that, obviously because it's out in the press and that we know the reason why he did it, have they countered their uh, statements? I've heard nothing uh, of the sort. Yeah. You haven't heard anything down the pub? No, well, I've I've been good. I haven't. After you rightly called me out, I haven't been down to the speakeasy uh, since. No. So. Has he got a garden? Because you can get back down there from Monday. This is the thing. It, it, uh, in speakeasy, you know, it's underground. It's a speakeasy. It's it's it's. Uh, you know, you walk through. A, it doesn't look like Seriously. a door. It doesn't look like a door. It's like a you know a brick wall, but it opens. Uh, if you if you I hear you. push the the select. I you, hear you. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But anyway, yeah. Well, well, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it's naughty. Absolute scum. Uh, locally, the Romanian Referees Committee behaving like shits. And then a a representative of larger UEFA behaving in a similar way. Shame on them. Shame on them. Good. Yes, absolutely right. Bastards, and like you said. They're well bloody done. bastards. And I hope you agree. I do. I do. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> so, uh, well, let, let's uh, now finish up with our, our usual finishing section. And uh, a really uh, tricky... Hold on, Joe. But... I think um, it comes that time. Ah, you're right. Uh, I apologise. I haven't said my new catchphrase at all. No, no. I'm, I'm, it's my, I'm using it now. 
Pundiful like current puns. A punionated punditress. Punted in the creamy puns. Spraying you with punny spunk. Puns. <sighs> I still can't <sighs> get used to that. That's awful. Uh, and that's us doing that. It, yes. It's like, uh, you know, when you see these TV shows of like, you know, a historic murder or something and the murderer is going, I just don't know that person anymore. You know, that's kind of mm. how I feel about these jingles. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> so we, this week, we, well, oh, well, God, opened a can of worms, really, didn't it? We, uh, we spoke to our close friends and confidants, uh, number one fan Dan and Henry the Big Pervert, mm. and said, guys, <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Uh, it's Wednesday. We need. <laughs> it's two days before. It's two days before we go live. Don't give we away a, how much little no, no, thought kid, goes no, into last this. Last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Wednesday week. Yeah. 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 Uh, we said we need a suggestion. We're all out. We're spent. Mm. Um, <laughs> there's there's baby gravy everywhere. What do you what do you recommend? And uh, they said, what about a candle? No, leave it. And they said, you should uh, go to one fat- <laughs> religion to, <laughs> yeah. to clean up your act. Don't, don't, you know, yeah, every baby right. gravy wasted is, is, you know, it's sacred. So clean it up. He did. He did say that. <laughs> uh, number one fan, Dan, he suggested religion and football. Indeed. It's, it's always so something and not, football. All religions. Yeah. They're all, all the, they're all the same. I'll be honest. All nonsense. All of <laughs> yes, I agree. All of mine have fallen in the realm of Christianity, uh, just because Ooh. it's an easy victim, and um, arguably it's the most favorite, evil. Uh, <laughs> favorite. Oh. I've tried to be quite open-ended, really, and uh, I've gone. I've covered a wide spectrum. Um, I'm keen to hear those. Well, I've got nine. Shall I go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. My first one is um, Prophet Muhammad Salah. I mean, that life like it a lot, like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think we're allowed. Are we allowed to say that? Yes, it's, it's pictures of him yeah. that's the problem, isn't it? Oh right, you know, I haven't drawn a, yeah. I haven't drawn him. No, uh, neither have I. Just to be clear, um, nor has anyone uh, who has been on round the back, who has listened to round the back, or has even thought of round the back, actually ever drawn a picture of the Prophet Muhammad. So uh, rest assured. Yeah, and also disclaimer. If you do love religion, eat your own. Great. Respect. And, What's yours? And if you hate religion like Dave, then also respect to you. I don't hate religion. <laughs> Hate's such, such a strong word. I don't hate religion, do I? Uh, okay, so my... Fr- no, you can't, just say, you can't just say that. <laughs> it was a joke, of course. It was a joke. I'll get all the mentalists after me. No, you're right. No, you're right. Dave doesn't hate religion. I do. So uh, my first one <laughs> is, uh, you know... Obviously, the, 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 the Western Christianity is predicated on the slightly odd and indefinable triplicate of God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. And nobody really seems to know who the Holy Ghost is. Not really a real thing. None of them are, to be fair. But Dead uh, Jesus, is it? Well, maybe. Andrew Robert, son of God. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, I've got, um, do you remember this striker? Kevin Karanyi? Yeah, German. Uh, German player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kevin. Yeah, that was the pun. Kevin Karan. Ye. Oh, Karan. Oh, wow. It took the me a Quran. while to get there. Very nice. Yes, I know you. I know you're very blinkered, Joe. You're just in, focusing on Christianity. But please open your eyes. <laughs> open your mind. <laughs> 
Yes, religion is so open-minded, isn't it? Um, yes, all of them are. Uh, Angel Gabriel Jesus. Good. That's that's three. That's three in one. Two in one. In a way, it is. Yeah. 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 Um, I've got the Garden of Eden Hazard. <laughs> I've got Eden Hazard one later, and it's not Brilliant. that. Yeah, very good. Brilliant. Very good. Uh, so, going out on a limb with this one. I hope you enjoy it. Nathan Akave opened, and there stood Jesus reborn. Fucking <laughs> hell. Oh, that is a stretch, yeah. <laughs> Where did you even start with that one? Uh, Where I, did you start? I did my sort of scraping the barrel thing where looking at squads and just trying to squeeze their names into something. And Nathan Akave opened and there stood Jesus, reborn. I mean, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got Mecca Richards. Mecca Richards, yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. He's become quite a good pundit. I sort of enjoy his informal punditry. You know, he spends a lot of time laughing. I like that. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice to see a happy, smiley face, isn't it? <laughs> so one of the key uh, uh, sections of the Bible is focused upon a very famous speech given from a very famous spot outside a very famous place in the Middle East. Uh, which is referred to as the Mason Sermon on the Mount. <laughs> Good. Got there in the end. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Uh, I've got another young English starlet. Judaism Bellingham. <laughs> You're just covering all bases there. I like that. Judaism Bellingham. I like to be e- equal and even. Yeah, yes. yeah. I guess you could go Jamal Muslim Ziala. No. That sort of works, doesn't it? You could, but did you? No. Made that one up no, on the spot. It's not, in- it's not included then. It's not, Sorry. Not part of the nine. <laughs> Andreas Crucifixion of Christ, Dinsian. That's good, but that is weird because my next one is Tony Crucifix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two crucifixes, one after the other. Amazing. What are the chances? Amazing. Uh, and, and one of the very first biblical stories I ever. Uh, remember learning about was of course about the birth of the young baby Jesus where uh, Joseph and Mary find out that uh, there is Hector no room at the Bellerin (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's good that's good thank you (laughs) Um, second appearance for this chap in uh, this year Nick Pope oh brilliant not even a letter changed yeah (laughs) Yeah. When you um, when you grow up in America, like I didn't, and uh, in, in schools, I believe it, it. Well, it either used to be entirely um, mandatory, or uh, I don't think you have a choice. I think everyone does it, and I think it's very much frowned upon if you don't join in the um, uh, allegiance to the flag at school every morning, right? Where you pledge nation to, uh, where you pl- sorry pledge allegiance to, Chengiz One Nation under God. <laughs> no, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh, I just, uh, it's. I mean, the build-up alone. I mean, you did tell I me. I thought you would, We had a conversation I thought you'd before, forgotten huh? about puns. You... you were just talking about something else. <laughs> Like we normally do on around the back. 
Okay, back to Christianity. Um, <laughs> Mary Maguire de Lynn. Oh, very good. <laughs> it's close. It's close. Uh, girlfriend of Jesus. Like it. Harry Kane and Abel. Yeah. Good show. It's, yeah. Good show. It's like a buddy cop movie. Ram- yeah. Uh, Ramadan James. Ramadan James. <laughs> Ramadan Newell James as well. You could do. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Ramadan. Is it Daniel? Is it Daniel? Is it Dan- I-, I-, I call him Dan. Is Dan to you? Have you met him down the down the pub? Have you? He's number two, Dan. Number two, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is my final one, and it doesn't have a backstory. You'll be pleased to know. Thank goodness. Eden Nebud Cad Hazard. Eden Nebud Cad. Nebu. Ne- well, I said that. I put one too many syllables in there. Eden Nebu Cad Hazard. Oh, okay. You know, King Nebuchadnezzar? Oh. Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah, 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 yeah. You liked that one, didn't you? I can tell. That's, that's your best one, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's it's probably my... It is, actually. It's my most punny one out of all of the crap that I've come that up with That says a lot. Yeah. If you know your Bible, you know, like me, then you would have got it, so... Well, studied. Uh, my last one is Buddha Hullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah. I was determined to get Buddha in there somewhere, or Buddhism, or, and that was the only one I could, uh, that's the only way I could do it. So I, I apologise. I apologise in advance. Absolutely. I apologise in, uh, in after. In retrospect. What's the, yeah. what's the opposite? Ret- thank you, yes. Mm. People don't really say, oh, yes, I apologise in after. <laughs> I like that, though. We should, start, we should throw that into the lexicon. I like that. Yeah. Say something really offensive to someone, then go, I'm sorry, I apologise in after. And they just look utterly confused. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, Say, so I would have said retrospect, but you probably don't know what that means, you dimwit. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah. It was a bit Larry David. Yeah, we have had some good Larry David moments this week, actually. Yeah. On the episode entitled Crotch Related Scent. I've just I've had them in just in my life this week. <laughs> any any examples you want to share? I can't. Legally I can't. Otherwise you'd have to kill me. I get it. I get it. Again. <laughs> well, uh thank you for listening. Uh hey Dave, have you ever You're heard welcome. of this thing called Patreon? Yes, it's uh, basically what it is. It's a website, and uh, people can go on, subscribers to the uh the podcast obviously, and just listeners even. And they go on there, they can um donate monthly uh, if they so will uh, to keep the podcast going keep costs down for us uh, just uh, support us in a way that isn't uh, is uh, in a monetary way mm. um, <laughs> if you <laughs> you can go to, I'll, I'll, I'll tag we need team to, we just need to stop tag we just need to stop you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash round the back uh, and you'll see a big button that says £3 a month, uh, which you can click on if you want, or there's there's also an option to give more than that. Um, well, it's, it's your, it's your fucking you. choice, isn't it? It's your choice, isn't it? Um, and you can also visit our website, www.roundabout.com, um, where you'll find similar things to you know what you're doing Images. now, listening to it. There's some stuff on there. There's images on there, isn't there? I think we need to go and have a weekend now, don't we, Dave? Um, 
Thanks again for listening. We need a pun category for next week. So if you've got this far through the podcast, you're obviously an avid fan. Uh, So we had religion this week for the puns. It'd be great to have a category suggestion that uh, is unique that we haven't had before. Um, And go ahead and suggest a pun along with your category. And uh, we can get fan puns for next week. Thank you. And Joe, can I just say, I look forward to being back in the bosom of your studio within the weeks. Oh, make sure to Come. get a pair of fake bosoms that you can uh, comfort yourself with during recordings. So well, I know, you don't I know, need to make a fuck his ear from here, lad. I know the first <laughs> social interactions will be stressful and well-being is important. So some stress bosoms. But it will also be arousing yes. and exciting. So remain seated and wear appropriate trouser wear. Trouser wear? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's in there. I think that's a good point to finish. Yeah, trouser wear.